Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 11 of A Mr. DJ. Wow, I made it um, past 10 episodes. I'm super pumped. Uh, I always have a special guest, but this time it's someone who I scouted from Mexico. I was very interested in learning about the differences that exist in this industry across countries. And my guest today did a great job of explaining that along with sharing some cool things that he's doing to get uh, disco music in his city through a platform called Abierto Lab. Uh, So please enjoy my interview with Eddie. Hi, is this Eddie? Mm-hmm. Hi, hello, how are you doing? Hey, not bad. Welcome to A Mr. DJ. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this. Thank you very much for reaching out. I'm happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you. So um, for those of you who are listening, um, Eddie and I actually don't know each other, but I believe he started following my um, podcast page and then I insta-stalked him and found out he was a DJ in Mexico. Um, and so I reached out to him and asked him if he wanted to be on my podcast. And so here we are. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the way it worked yeah. out. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your personal history. I know you said that you uh, lived in, was it Portland? Somewhere uh, no, in Oregon, right? No, I'm still Mexico City in a city called Querétaro. Oh no, but you did, drive away did, from Mexico City. Did you live here so, yes. at all before? And the United States? Oh. No, I haven't. I, I haven't oh, lived there. Oh, okay. So for some reason, I thought that you lived in Portland and then you moved to Mexico. No, I visited Portland some some time ago. Oh, okay. But no, I haven't lived there. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I, so it's see I'm finding out new things already. Um, so I th- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the first thing, you know, that intrigued me about your page was um kind of your your solid collection in vinyl. Um it seems to me like you listen to a lot of disco and a lot of like soul music. Um, you know, and that's why I decided to reach out, reach out to you. Cause that's kind of the type of music that I'm really into. Um, so have you always had, um, you know, I guess, have you always had a passion for music and has it always been, um, you know, did it always start with soul? Um, or I guess, tell us a little bit about your, your history with music. Well, yeah, I've, uh, I love music in all its genres and forms, and I love listening. <clears throat> and I started collecting records, yeah, some 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 years ago. And yeah, I love soul and funk, disco, and all uh, funk-infused uh, modern disco music. Yeah, and um, mainly, but but I enjoy everything about music, uh, rock. So reggae, um, you know, I 
So, so it's not like I'm or something like that. I just enjoy yeah, everything. Yeah, so you have like a pretty eclectic, um, I guess, sound uh, or selection of music that you like. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yes. You, you said you That's grew it. up in, have you, did you grow up in Querétaro or is that um, where you are living now? Yeah, I was born uh -huh. in here and, and most of my life, I've, most of my life I've, I've been living in here. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you learn English? Is that something that like you, did you learn, like, do they teach it in school that well? <laughs> Well, yeah, I had the chance of get to a bilingual school, uh -huh. so I learned. So, so yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of easy nowadays for me in English. So yeah, so you guys, yeah. you went to a bilingual school, you said. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, That's it. <laughs> and um, so I for some reason had the impression that you like lived here and then you moved to Mexico. And um, I didn't know that, you know, that you actually spoke Spanish fluently. So Spanish is your first language and then English you just learned at school. Um, yeah, that's right. And so I guess um, when you were growing up, what influenced you to, like want to listen to the type of music that you listen to? Because, I mean, you grew up in Mexico. So what kind of um, sparked that interest to, you know, soul and disco? Was there someone in your family or like someone you were looking up to? Yes, it was my my dad, actually. My my dad is a very musical guy. So okay. he used a lot of uh, records and cassettes you know do you know yeah. what i mean yeah the cassette and cassette players so yeah. i remember listening to a lot of um michael jackson uh music and <clears throat> i remember being a little kid and i used to play uh uh billy jean <laughs> like main yeah because i loved it so so that's the way i i started to fall in love to music and that kind of music. Yeah. Was your dad a musician or he was just, you know, like into music? No, he just, he's, he, he just, uh, he's just uh, passionate about music. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just into music. Yeah. No, nah, not a musician at all, but just into music. Okay. Um, do you play any instruments? Um, no, actually, no. No, um, just the turntables. I'm, uh, so I'm yeah, I just turn tables and I'm trying to to learn by myself uh, to play around with piano and uh, synthesis, that kind of gear. Yeah. What inspired you to want to become a DJ? Um, well, uh, I used to have I, I used to run a clothes uh -huh. store some some okay. some years ago. And well, I started to search uh, music uh, to play on my on my yeah. store here in the city where I live. It's located at downtown. Downtown here is a really pretty place. So I ran this clo uh -huh. this store, 
and I just started to search for music. And I came across this blog from uh-huh. from Sweden. It was called 24 Hour Blog okay. Spot. I don't know if you remember that time where the blog spot was kind of the cool thing. <laughs> yeah, blogging and, for sure. And <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or 12 yeah. years ago. And so I, I, I came across the music from these, these two. Well, it used to be a, a two-guy project, okay. which uh, was, or it's called Aeroplane. Oh, my God. Yes, I love Aeroplane. No, these guys. So magician and Aeroplane. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, it was formed by, by this guy, Stephen, who's, who happens to be now the right. magician, and Vito, which is running Aeroplane right. nowadays. So I came across this set from these guys, and I just uh, fall in love with the with the music yeah. they play. <clears throat> Their sets had mu- uh, well, they played. They used to play music from this guy Tensnake and Prince Thomas and Lindstrom, um, <clears throat> and many guys from from Europe. And at that time, I had never listened to music like that, and it just made me uh, to to fall in love with, with yeah. that music so that's the music that made me you know want to uh, get it. me to more into yeah. music and become a yeah. dj um so that was you said about 10 years ago right i don't i don't remember but yeah maybe like okay. 12 10 years ago uh really that blog uh disappeared some some years ago now it's not it's not running anymore. okay um, and would you say that it was around the time when like new disco was a thing? Do you remember new disco? Well, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, the the music from the these guys aeroplane had had released their I don't know first two or three uh, yeah. singles, which were uh, I remember this track called Caramelas. Which is really trippy, tri- trippy yeah. music. Uh, so yeah, I had. I, I think at uh, that time, new disco, which was made by Prince Prince Thomas and all those guys, had uh, maybe three, four, five years. Yeah. I don't know. And I remember listening to this uh, radio show from Tim Sweeney. I don't know if Tim Sweeney know was it. it the one in New York. Or if you, yeah, the um, Tim Sweeney and. Beats in yeah, space. beats in space. So uh, one of my friends told me about he... it, but I actually never listened to it. Oh yeah, well, uh, I used to listen to to his to his podcast uh-huh. and totally fall in love with the music because uh, some of them, some of of the shows with Tim Sweeney, he uh-huh. used to to mix some new dis- some disco music as well. So, so yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's so crazy that, you know, um, you were able to, I guess, kind of access that music. It's just kind of incredible how like we are all sort of, it's so easy to connect nowadays, you know, because um, I mean, you found out about the magician and um, like we were listening to that here as well. So it's just crazy how the internet like is so helpful sometimes. (laughs) that time uh it was a little bit more yeah. difficult than nowadays with spotify and apple music and all these yeah. streaming services but but uh, at, at those uh, back in the days there were these blogs and and i used to i remember some of them 
had uh, free downloads from their from their from the blog and I used to download all those like free tracks I, I love so yeah yeah it's, it's did you ever did you ever yes. download from Hypem do you remember that blog post it was all music it was h-y-p-e-m um so like a lot of you know um Oh, happened! It was it. It was this green green um, website. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? And and it was kind of like um. It was all mixes, yes, basically. Yes. Like it was kind of like a. Like what? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It was like this uh this website which, I don't know, keep a track of the most popular yes. blogs and tracks around yes, the blog. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes, yes. That's actually how I started to get a lot of my tracks because one of my other DJ friends, in fact, um, Brandon. So Brandon was the one, um, BB Guns was the one who told me about that um, page. And that's how I got to know about like all the latest remixes and tracks. But um, that was a really big, like it was very helpful um, so that you didn't have to go search around for every blog. You know, you just, it was all kind of there easy for you. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was really helpful, as you said. Um, and when you started DJing, um, was there someone that you idolized or wanted to, like, I, I guess, mimic and be like, um, you know, when you first started out? Mm, well, I really fall in love with the music, with the, these, uh, the, the music Aeroplane was making uh-huh. at the time and the way they mix and uh, the, their music selection on their yeah. DJ sets. So that's the, that's the, scene, the thing that uh, attracted me to music and well at, at that at that point it was not it was not so popular to have or to watch uh, DJ sets recorded on right. YouTube. Uh, I remember looking for videos of these guys and Tim Sweeney and all these guys that I used to. Well, I actually love nowadays, but at that day, at that back in the day, back in the days, it was not so easy to get access to these kind of video files and recordings. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. So, so I was just basically attracted to the the sound to their style uh, with my ears yeah. by the thing that I was able to hear about right. them do you produce any music uh well yeah i'm kind of learning yeah, yeah. it's a really tough and long yeah. process so yeah and yeah i am i'm learning i i i made i i made a track for a for a mexican uh-huh. film uh the film is called todo lo que no quiero which he translates to uh, something like all that I don't want. Um, all, all that I yeah, that's it. Yeah, and there's a track called uh, La Chica Que Fuma, and it's made by my one of my friends from Querétaro and me. So we made this music for the for the for the film. For the film, that's super awesome. I mean, I would be I would feel so accomplished to have my song or like you know my track on a film. That's super awesome how did how did that come about like how did they reach out to you guys or how did you guys I guess you know reach out to them to get a to get that type that opportunity well uh, I I have this friend Mm -hmm. and 
we we get along pretty good at that time and and he's a very talented guy he's into music and he's a filmmaker mm-hmm. so he then started to have, to have this idea of of making this film uh, <clears throat> and they started to film and and he said why don't you just make music for my film and i was like okay cool that sounds awesome yeah and at 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 that point i wasn't um I wasn't sure to produce music by myself, so I invited my my friend. Uh, Clean. Clean is good, so he's a. Uh-huh. I invited my friend. Who is, his name is Clean. Is good. You can check his SoundCloud. He's a very talented. Producer. And I invited. And we made this this track for the for the film. So it was yeah, a lot of fun. Cool. Yes. That's super awesome. Um, when and where was your first like official gig as a DJ, and what was that like? Well, it was it was it's a long time. It, I think it was probably ten or twelve years ago, and it was here in Querétaro. Okay. Uh, there's this bar. Uh, it was this really cool bar in town. And it's called Alchemia. So I it happens we I met the the manager, uh-huh. Juan, who who is a really really nice guy. He he's also a really cool DJ, and he used to run this bar, and it became very popular at that time. And I met a lot of people, and it was a really cool spot, and the music was really good. There were some other friends uh, uh, that I met there, and they were playing music. Uh, at that at this bar so um one night uh, uh, i was there having a beer and and i said and i asked juan if i could play some music yeah. in there and he was like yes of course like what kind of music would you like to play and i i just uh, i had i had my ipod with me that that and i I play some music from my out of my ipod and he was like oh this is so cool i remember uh playing this music from this guy Ilya Rudman and he fell in love with the music and so he gave me the chance to play in there yeah and from from that time I've been invited to the bars run by this guy and I had the opportunity of playing with with uh well in the in the in the bars and clubs uh, run by my friends so so yeah that that's the way it happened. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm guessing, you know, the music that you, like, I guess, introduced was anything that sounded like Aeroplane and The Magician. So, like, a new disco feel. Yeah. That's awesome. And that was 10 years ago. So, I mean, you yes. you kind of brought it basically at the same time it was happening here, which is, you know, pretty incredible. Um, is that the music that you typically enjoy playing when you DJ, like for people, yeah, that's the, the yeah. You're right. That that's it. Yeah, I like I like that yeah. kind of music, and and yeah, at that time, this kind of music was not that popular. You know, no, it was like something different, like really, like 
chill down and down tempo but at the same time it was really cool so people reacted really cool to listening to this music yeah and because most of the djs from that time here in my city uh -huh. or in mexico they were more into you know like techno and and tech house and deep house and yeah and they they were there are a lot of really good djs uh playing this or that used to play that kind of music right but I'm this this disco movement and these um, tracks and all this stuff was not that common. So so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was the same thing here. Um, when the new disco movement came, um, uh, for me, I was introduced to it. I want to say 2009, 2010, and I completely fell in love with it that's when I was like listening to a lot of moon boots and a lot of like magician and Zimmer like Zimmer was definitely someone that I just have completely adored for you know over 10 years now and um yeah like the same thing you know was something that was not really we it wasn't it was like new like a new sound but I was like loving it so much um and you said you know when you were playing it there um like what was the response of the people? Like, were people kind of like hesitant at first or were they like open to this new sound that you were bringing to them? No, people, people liked the music. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool spot and it was uh, like the people in there, the atmosphere, the vibes, it was really awesome. And as I said, I met a lot of really cool and interesting people in there. So, so it was a, um, a really, really cool time and people really enjoyed the music. It was, <laughs> they were like really crazy yeah. nights, uh, <laughs> at that time and, and that, and that spot on that yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah. What was it called again? You said uh, alchemist? Alchemia. What does alchemia mean? Uh, well, yeah, it has something to do with like oh, alchemist, okay. like okay, like chemistry, like uh, al yeah, yeah, okay, something yeah, like that. Okay, um, and it was a really a really small bar, but it was, it, as I said, it had a really cool vibe and atmosphere. Yeah. And those are my favorite so types fun. of bars. Are those like really small and like intimate and like kind of raw you know and like a little dirty but like so much fun yeah that's definitely like totally my scene um when you were um DJing there so I feel like you know anytime I see like DJs or just bands kind of tour in Mexico I feel like Mexico City and Monterrey are the ones that usually have you know I feel like a lot of the artists go there. Um, is Querétaro like that? Like, have you seen some good um, music shows there? Travel to, you know, kind of get access to that type of music. Well, obviously, Mexico City is a huge city. It's the capital of, of, of uh, my right. country. So, yeah, the cultural movement and the music, uh, the artists, the bands, going in there i mean it's awesome uh you have something for every taste and every you know 
There's something for, for everybody. everyone. Yeah. Uh, Querétaro, even though it's really close to Mexico City, mm-hmm. um, at that time, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it was not that common to have, uh, you know, like guys like Zimmer or Aeroplane or The Magician or you name mm-hmm. it. it. It was not that common to have those kind of talents here. Right. But nowadays, yeah. um, the scene here is awesome. It- like... Uh, there's been um, I I warm up for for Vito for aeroplane some some time ago. I warm up for for Shinobi. I don't know if you guys if you know that guy from Portugal. Mm, I warm up also for for people uh, in, really involved in the disco uh, in the contemporary disco yeah. movement, uh, like like the like Pete Herbert, Dicky Trisco. All those guys have been playing here. Uh, this guy from New York, Jay Creep, uh, Jason was was here as well, and he runs the Razor and Tape label. Okay. So nowadays, so nowadays it's a really rich uh, scene, and it's really interesting, and it's all, all it's also so fun to have all these guys that I used to to like and love and, and, and admire yeah. now having them here. Yeah. And, and you're and, like opening and... for them. So that must be super exciting too. Yes, 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 yes. And, and it, it, the scene here uh, uh, related to this disco uh, movement is really rich, but not only on that uh, genre. It's also on the techno and the tech house and, in general, in music, yeah, it's really rich and it, it's, it's gotten better. It's, it, it has evolved and it's getting better. Yeah, um, when um, what? I guess how far are you from Mexico City? Like, if you did have to travel out there, is it like an hour drive or longer than that? Uh, it's a two-hour, oh, okay. two-hour, three-hour drive from from Querétaro to Mexico City. I'm. Uh, if you drive north from Mexico City, it's like a two and a half, three hour drive. Okay, okay. So I mean, it is kind of kind of a drive to have to go to a show out there. So I imagine you weren't really doing that every weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. But but yeah, yeah. Sometimes for to go to fest festivals yeah. or or concerts or or you know like someone uh, you really wanted to see really really cool DJs. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to this jig with Nicolas Jar. Oh, fine. Uh, uh-huh, like Hercules in Love Affair and like, like I mean, like, I'm talking about back in the days in the past. So, so when I, when there was something that I was really interested yeah. in, so I, I decided and I, I made the road trip with friends or my girlfriend or whatever, you know. Right, right, absolutely. Um, what are some of the, I guess, best shows that you have seen um, in in Querétaro now that the music scene is better? Um, what shows that I, I've enjoyed a lot? Yeah, like which ones mm-hmm. have been your favorite so far that, you know, like stand out to you that you were kind of blown away? Um, oh, the last one, I think this last one, I think it was the last time I went out uh, before the lockdown before this yeah. uh, before the lockdown and we had this uh, hybrid dj set with uh who made who oh wow fun yeah it was really wild it was so fun and the club 
the club was really crowded and the energy was was awesome so we had a lot of fun it was it was a lot of fun yeah um um some other with i don't know if you know these guys from germany that are called um stavros i don't stavros stavros was was really it was like a band okay. a full okay. band set up so it was fun and this coma these guys from me as well it was really fun yeah cool yeah i know who made who but i've never heard of stavros and you said stavros is more like a band It's not like a DJ set or anything. Yeah, like they, they, it's it's a band and they play like some rock infused electronic music. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Um, mm -hmm. What are the challenges? What are the challenges that you face? Um, you know, being a DJ in Mexico. Like, I guess I kind of want to see what the differences are, or if it's kind of the same thing everywhere. Uh huh. Well. I think there's a lot of people uh, getting involved in being a DJ. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, competition uh, guys. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And it happens to, and th th this makes that uh, bars and clubs will have to. Oh, oh, What I want to say is they have a lot of choices. Yeah. And there's they 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 can find always someone who's gonna um, work there even for even free. You know. Right. Or, I see what you mean. Yeah. Because so, there's so many people that are like DJing now that it's kind of like mm -hmm. it's, you're very replaceable almost. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. 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 It's like there's a lot of people yeah. and. Well, it's if if you are not really good, maybe you it's very, it, it will be very difficult to to get money and live from it, you know, yeah. make a living from out of it. Yeah. So, and another thing is that maybe I I, I feel like music is getting um how to say it music is getting like really easy or people consume music. Um, in a really weird way, it's not like people enjoy music anymore. It's just like, or at least here in Mexico, in some places, mm -hmm. people just go out just to be in a place or to be in a club or just to experience being in a bar. Yeah, but not not really appreciating the music that someone's selecting and mixing. Yeah, you no, know? for sure. I totally know what you mean. And I feel like that is something that happens. And I think a lot of it has to do with social media because everything is at our fingertips. So if we don't want to listen to that, you know, like we only exactly like we're yeah. just taking little hits of something and we'll change it right away. Like, you know, it's kind of like scrolling through your Instagram. You scroll and scroll and scroll. And the one thing you like that pops out you like like it but then you keep scrolling like you're not enjoying it so i totally know what you mean um yeah and, exactly that's uh, yeah. that's it that's what i wanted to say yeah that people consume music in a really fast voracious way and maybe uh, some people get to know a really cool track and 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 then that's it the yeah it's over and then they will be another and there will be another in the near future and you know right yeah really weird 
Yeah, that's so true. So the I feel like that's where I kind of differ from most people because when I fall in love with a track, I will play the heck out of that track. I will play it sometimes like I literally will just put it on repeat until I've exhausted it cuz I love music <laughs> so much. Um one of the tracks that was like that that I like I've listened to a few of them but the last few tracks um it was the new one by um Oh God, what is his name? I can't think of it right now. Um, I just bought his vinyl too, but I had that song on repeat and I do that with songs all the time. I like just listen, listen to it over and over until, like I said, <laughs> I'm just sick of it. And, you know, that's, that's also kind of, you know, an advantage that I have because before, if I wanted to listen to a song over and over, I would have to record it on a cassette player. <laughs> like, remember oh, if you heard it? Yeah, yeah, back in the yeah, days, like, you, would heard it, the you would hear it on the radio and then or like, from, record from it. the TV from out of MTV. Yes, yes. And now, you know, if, like I said, if I want to listen to this track over and over, I totally, totally can. And that's another thing that, you know, makes you um, kind of like get satiated with the music too. Like I'm not even able to appreciate it as much because now whenever I want to listen to it, all I have to do is go to my Spotify and click and there it is. Whereas before I would right. wait like by the radio you know, hours until my song came on right. so that I could record it, you know, and I think that it's everything is just so easy for us now. And I think that's the reason why people are um, are not really appreciating music when they go out to the bar because they can just do that at home. You know, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to understand why people do things. But I think it has a lot to do with the fact that everything is so accessible to us and um right i remember what song it was um thundercat funny thing do you know what song it's um uh, that, that's the name of the song thundercat no so thundercat is the artist but the song oh, is okay. called funny thing and oh no i probably i don't know to that, that song oh you have to listen to it it's so good it's so good <laughs> um <laughs> I've then been... you have to send me the link to listen yeah, to the track. Yeah, I will. I will, for sure. Um, but, you know, I think those are, you know, I guess it is the same challenges are kind of happening here. Um, do, you, do you guys have things like promoters back there? Like people that basically, you know, invite people to come to the clubs and they get, they get paid based on the number of people that come to the club? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. And so it works feel, the same, th the, like, it works the same. Do you feel like that is also an issue, like, promoters? Because I feel like that's one of the things here is that um, promoters sometimes, um, you know, can get a little bit nasty and they'll steal all of the group, you know, to come in to, a, to one of the other bars when, you know, there's another bar that that was their night, you know, like a Wednesday night, like so-and-so had it. And then they create a night. It's also on Wednesday. So they start to steal those people. Is that something that you feel that you also face back home? Well, yeah. Yeah. Something like 
that happens around yeah. here. Um, uh, but but as a matter of fact, promoters and clubs here in my mm-hmm. town, uh, they have been making an awesome uh, uh, work in having a really rich and uh, fun scene and artists and music. So... Yeah, there's 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 this competition between clubs and promoters and parties and all that stuff. And there's sometimes I remember that I used to think, oh, it would be so fun to have, I don't know, someone, some DJ or some band here in Querétaro. And that that didn't happen because the scene was so small back in the days. Right. But but I don't know, maybe uh, from three years to from, from the last three years we have had amazing artists amazing parties um amazing uh projects and everything uh, working really good and and yeah sometimes there's uh, several parties going on in one weekend and you say and you are like well now what am i supposed to do like right. i like both 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 uh parties and you have to choose one and and then it happens what you said people are divided and and then instead of having like one huge amazing wild fun party then you have maybe three parties but like huh like like they're you know, okay like they are okay yeah. but it's not full it's not uh, high energy it's not you know right. you know yeah. what i mean so yeah yeah it happens yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense would you say like what is the um i guess cost of shows so here uh there will be sometimes you know where they'll get some like really good acts like there was this one time do you are you familiar with claptone Yes. Okay, so there was this one party we had here on Sundays. It was called, um, oh, God, I forget. It was like Mesa Brunch or something. And um, they would have, you know, like people like Moon Boots and um, Claptone. And, you know, um, they just had like a lot of like good like artists. And it was basically like free most times um, or $5. Is that something that like the promoters would basically pay for and then you know like basically the attendance all the people buying drinks that's kind of how everyone got paid or was that something that you know you guys the the people that went had to pay for tickets yeah if the the club where i work mm-hmm. it's called rodesia uh-huh. And most of the time, when they decide to have a, like a party, uh, you know, like a like a party, like maybe they decide to have or to invite a, a well-known DJ or band or whatever you mm-hmm. name it. Uh, yeah, they the club is is not very big, mm-hmm. so they need to make sure they have the money to pay the artist. Right. So they 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 sell tickets. Okay, and that's the way they they pay the, the artist right and would you say that yeah. like tickets are pretty affordable um like i guess what's the cost of a ticket in mexico 
Uh, for example, the last uh, party mm -hmm. I told you, the one with who made with who. Me, uh -huh. uh, uh, I think the tickets were around... Mm, I'm, uh, let me just do the math. Bit to, I have to... Well, if you can, to do the math bigger. Yeah, if you say it in pesos, maybe, maybe, how much was it in pesos? Maybe around 200 pesos. So about $20. Which is like probably, no, like $10, $15 probably. Oh, okay. Oh, that's super. Yeah, that's okay. So they are pretty affordable and accessible to like, you know, kids. And is that, um, the drinking age is 18 and over in Mexico? Yeah. So um, is it all ages or is it like, do you guys also have restrictions on like who can go to these shows? Mm, well, just um, just age restrictions. So 18 and over, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And it, it, it's around eight or ten dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's 200, so cheap. 200. Yeah. 200 pesos. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's I feel like it's accessible, not so hard for people to kind of attend events you know yeah you're right it's uh more or less affordable yeah, yeah yeah um what else do you do besides djing um do you have like a nine to five job i guess yeah i i um i don't do music i i i, I i'm not a full-time music uh related activities i i do work on something else and i'm related to supplying uh construction material for 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 um, construction companies oh okay cool so um mm -hmm. is that something that you like work for a company or is that your own business yeah uh I, it's a small um family business that oh. we run Nice, nice. So, um, yes. I can't help but like notice that your place is super cool with the exposed brick. Um, so congrats on that. <laughs> like, that is so cool. Is that, um, like where you live, is that in the city or like where exactly are you? Are you located like on the outskirts or are you in the city as well? Yeah, it's more like on the outskirts, uh, the north of the city. Okay. And, and, and yeah, the, those pictures with the exposed bricks, that's my my living room, you know? It's so cute. It's like, it reminds me of <laughs> like you. a loft in like New York or something. Super cool. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So, um, I mean, we did talk, you know, uh, via messaging before this, and you did talk about you having a, sort of a platform for DJs, um, can you tell us a little bit about that project that you um, are working on or have worked on? Sure, makes me very happy to talk about that. Uh, the The platform is called Abierto Lab. Okay. And it's a live, live streaming platform. Um, it all started uh, maybe one and a half year ago, kind of. And uh, we started inviting uh, DJs from national DJs and some of them have been international. Uh -huh. And we are focused on um, obviously on uh, streaming these events, these parties. Yeah. Uh, but also um, we are focused on um, providing a kind of like a exclusive experience of 
going to a party in a really bizarre place or a different place. Yeah. Uh, not, and, and just uh, letting aside the idea of going to a party to a club or to a bar or to a house, uh, we try to choose uh, bizarre, different uh, settings, plots, locations, whatever you yeah. want to call it to the parties and it has been really really fun doing this we've we we have had around maybe 10 15 parties okay. and, and yeah the whole trip has been awesome i'm i'm not the only one running this project there are some other really cool talented friends uh, with uh -huh. me in this in this to lab thing so So yeah, yeah, that's so cool. You should check it out, and everybody listening out there should check check out the Instagram. It's Abierto Lab. So yeah, that's absolutely. Um, that's super awesome. And I remember us chatting a little bit about it, and was you know um, something that was prompted by you know this coronavirus thing, but it was something that you guys thought of before that because live streaming for DJs has kind of been their outlet to express themselves right now so it's so cool that you guys you know kind of uh were ahead of the game almost um that's i don't know that's super awesome i love that idea what are when you say bizarre settings what has been one of the most i guess bizarre settings where you've had um like someone dj i i kind of want to get a feel of what this setting is like Oh, the last one was really awesome, and we chance of making this party on a heliport, mm -hmm. uh, on one in the tallest building of the city. So it was so fun. Uh, it, it was really bizarre, and I said bizarre because it was really weird because that building ha happens to be a hospital. Oh, <laughs> so people, uh, so people were going to a party, you know? Yeah, and they had to use the elevators to go to the heliport. Yeah. But the entrance was uh, just the same entrance of the emergency room. So oh it was really gosh. bizarre and it was really fun. Yeah. Yes, a little bit morbid if there's like bad stuff happening there, I guess. Like there's like, I don't no, know. No, I someone... mean, like everything was, it was every, every, everything was really planned. Yeah. Um, uh, by, the, by, by the people from the hospital because... Uh, we had this team uh, from the hospital, th this crew from the hospital, and they they were really kind and helpful. And there was this uh, logistic happened uh, really cool, and it was everything working perfectly. Yeah. We the the last thing we wanted was to make uh, the hospital had problems. Yeah, or, because of know. the party. Uh -huh. Yeah. So everything well, everything worked really fine. Yeah. Uh, we had this crew from the hospital, and they helped us a lot, and it was really really fun. That's awesome. I love that. But at this, and so yeah. when you guys are renting these spaces, um, I'm guessing that's obviously the funds are going to help the hospital because you guys are renting these spots. How do you guys approach, um, like the I guess owners uh when you guys want to rent out these spots uh well actually it was really it was really um, how to say it it was really 
it worked pretty smooth because one of the guys of our crew knows the guy and the family that owns the hospital oh. so everything worked really really fine yeah and, and so it's a lot of they, connections they also... kind of <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah yeah it's good to have a lot of um to know people <laughs> that know people yeah right. yeah that's awesome though i love it um do you have any other passions besides music yes I I play tennis. I love tennis. Oh, nice! Do you yeah. do you play it professionally or just for fun? No, <laughs> just for okay, fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and I guess what are some bands that you are listening to right now, like you're jamming on that you'd like to share with us? You know, so that we could check them out. What are some some uh, bands? What? Bands or DJs? What? Oh, yeah. bands, 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 yeah. Um, I like the, uh, I like, I love uh, Jason, this J Crip okay. guy. He, he's from Brooklyn, from New York. I love this guy. Um, there's also my friend, um, Clean. Clean is good. He's making really cool music. He's from, from Mexico. Okay. Um, his, name, his name is Clean uh, is Good. Is that like a, like a play on clean is eastwood clean uh, clint is what yeah. Uh, yeah yeah like a, it's like a, a play like a game with yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's, that's awesome right. i love his name that is so brilliant yeah. you know yeah he's ma he's making a really cool house music and disco and cool i'll check edits. him out you said he's on soundcloud right Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I usually repost and help him and promote his music and so you can check check it check him out on my Instagram yeah. profile. Okay, cool. I'll do that for sure. Um and uh there's there's a couple of guys making music here in Mexico which I enjoy listening with the uh, this guy from Guadalajara is his name is uh Hot Mood. <clears throat> He's making really cool Cool stuff, and I have this other friend who he, he's from Mexico City, but he's now living in Bali. I think okay. his name is Juan, uh -huh. and he call him he calls himself Salt Out. Okay, so he's making really cool stuff. Yeah, as well. And all of these are like kind uh -huh. of disco sound, or they kind of vary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Disco. No, no disco, yeah. disco. Yeah. Uh -huh. Cool. Cool. Um. That's definitely, I mean, maybe that's why I was attracted to your page because I love disco so much. And um, so I just was like, I think I like saw a couple of your vinyls and I was like, oh, this would be an interesting a couple of, of your what? vinyls on your Instagram page. Oh, yeah, yeah, you had like a lot of good vinyls and um, that made me like intrigued and wanted to learn more about, um, you know, kind of what the differences are between um, the profession here versus Mexico. Um, it sounds like, you know, we're kind of dealing with the same things and both, you know, just trying to have a lot of fun and bring good acts. And I think um, that's good that, you know, like we have a lot of similarities in a way. Um Are you currently working on anything right now that you'd like to tell us about before I let you go? 
Uh, well, yeah, I've been uh, making some music and I've been collaborating with friends. Uh, and yeah, hopefully there's gonna be music released soon. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with this guy from from here, from my town. Uh, he's a young uh, DJ and producer. His name is uh, Chava. He calls himself uh, Saturno Cinco okay. or Saturn, Saturn Five. Five. Uh huh. He's um, he plays the gu- guitar and bass, and he's a drummer. So uh, he's a really talented guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was here in my studio, so we recorded some. We were jamming, and uh, and he sent me some some recordings, and we started to working together. Actually, I met I met him in a, in a disco night yeah. on the on the club uh, on on our yeah. club, and he was invited. And I was the host, hosting. I was hosting that disco night, so I had two friends coming over to play some disco tracks. So we get along pretty good, and now I really we, now we are friends, and and well, it's so fun. We are working working together, and yeah, I also worked on um on a remix on a guy. I don't know if you call him Goldroom. I love Goldroom. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. He's awesome. So uh, I made some. I ha- I spent some some days working on on some of his stuff. Yeah. And well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job. Um, <laughs> well, um, I guess I have one more question. Um, are you are you um, like the type that makes any mixtapes um have you ever dabbled in that or is that not something that you do yes sure i i have some some uh, sessions recorded on my my no not soundcloud on my mixcloud okay okay cool yeah so yeah you'll have to send me some of those as well i don't think i i heard of mixcloud but um or maybe i have it i don't know um but yeah um, let me know so I can check those out. I'm a huge fan of mixtapes. So um, they're like always good just like for road trips or sometimes when I'm cleaning, I love just listening to a good mixtape. So definitely send that over. And I will. Cool. Yeah, cool. Sure. Well, Eddie, um, it was super great getting to learn more about you and kind of, you know, learn like the differences that I said um, do exist in the DJ scene. Um, you know, depending on where you live. I really appreciate that you took the time to do this. I wish you the best. Um, Stay safe and continue doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun uh, for me having this conversation and thanks for reaching out. Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. We'll be be in touch. Absolutely. And everybody out there, stay safe. Yes. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.